Hello and welcome to the Even Stevens Ranked Podcast. Podcast for all things Even Stevens. I'm Brittany Butler. I'm Ethan Brem. And today we are here to talk about Season 1, Episode 12, Deep Chocolate, a.k.a. Chocolate Wars. But does anyone really call it that? I mean... No, I've never called it that. <laughs> I've never I, called it that either. Is that really like the alternate title? Yeah, like everywhere it says, a.k.a. Chocolate right. Wars. People didn't know like the title names as much back then, you know, so people were just like, oh, Chocolate Wars, <laughs> Tokyo Ricks. I don't know if that's the title my brain would have just called it as a kid, though. Uh, Chocolate Wars is a pretty good title, actually. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it basically kind of says what the episode's about, but... So, before we get into it, want to read a listener letter that we have. Uh, this one is from Renee, and they say... Dear Brittany and Ethan, I'm a 27-year-old who grew up watching Disney Channel and have listened to every episode thus far of the Even Stevens Ranked podcast. Yours is the best Disney Channel-related podcast I've heard. All of the other ones I've sampled are about the DCOM franchise and generally lack historical content. Your podcast is the only one I've heard acknowledge the reset, quote-unquote, that the network underwent in the late 1990s when it became a basic cable channel. I wrote about that transitional period for an obscure Disney fan site a few years ago. Considering how big Disney is, I think it's strange that there isn't more on the internet about the Disney Channel's long history. Your podcast is helping to fill that void. For what it's worth, I think the reason Even Stevens isn't as popular as Lizzie McGuire and That's So Raven is because it arrived at the time when children were still discovering the network. Its final episode aired the year that Raven premiered. Uh, which is all I always think of that, by the way. Every time I think of That's a Raven, yeah. I'm like, yeah, like even Stevens ended and Raven started. It was already three years ahead of the game by the time Raven started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so they continue. For a while, that show was one of the biggest draws on basic cable. Had even Stevens arrived later, it might have been as big as, say, Sweet Life. Or maybe it would have tanked like the buzz on Maggie. <laughs> what do I know? Do you remember that show? <laughs> no. It was like a cartoon. So they go on to wrap it up. Anyway, thanks for the podcast. I hope you get to interview Margot Harshman, if only because my childhood crush on her never completely went away. And P.S. If you ever get to talk with Tom Virtue, make sure to ask about his brief appearance at the beginning of Under Wraps. Oh, yeah. Which is so crazy because when we talked about Under Wraps on our holiday special, you know, mm-hmm. we were talking about how all of our list of, you know, favorite DCOMs have even Stevens actors. Yeah. We totally forgot that Tom Virtue that, is in Under Wraps, like, which was your number one DCOM. That was my number one DCOM, yeah. That was a whole email? Yeah. That was a good email. Yeah, um, thank you, Renee. Yeah, there's, there, yeah, thanks. There's not a lot of stuff about the history of Disney Channel and, like, there's a lot of oddities about it. I mean, we've talked about it, obviously, at, at, at nauseum. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and there's tons of stuff on, like, Nickelodeon history, mm. but... Yeah, but I'm, I was very uh, flattered that we're the, quote, best Disney Channel-related podcast he's found thus far. Yeah. So it's Definitely, quite yeah. a compliment. That's really cool. Yeah. That is really a big compliment, especially by someone who knows uh, yeah, you know, Disney like, Channel so well. Definitely knows Disney pretty well, yeah. yeah. So thank you for that. Anyway, so this episode was directed by Savage Steve Holland yeah. and written by Jessica Simpson. Not the Jessica Simpson. Not the Jessica Simpson. I was like, what? That's her only credit too, by the way. I know, I was going to say, I wrote down, it's her only credit. So I'm like, who is this mysterious Jessica Simpson whose only credit is writing Deep Chocolate? I want to, okay, that's like a question we should ask 
I just really want to know who this person is. <laughs> Me too. And uh, Savage Steve Holland directed uh, your number one. No, really? Yeah, Battle of the Bands. Oh, no, that's not my number Oh, wait, no, you like uh, Band on the Roof. Yeah, Battle of the Bands is in my top five, so so that's also cool. Yeah, it's it's my top ten. And he also directed Hutch Boy, which is kind of like... I love that episode. I do like Hutch Boy, but it's probably like middle of the pack for me, mm. but it's a good episode. Mm. And he directed 13 Lizzie McGuire. Yeah, I'd read episodes. that too, yeah. And a bunch of stuff. He directed like a couple movies, like really popular movies in the 80s. I feel like this is probably in your trivia section, but... <laughs> yeah, but I was just going to get... You, you mentioned it, so I was getting it out of the <laughs> no, way. it's really. fine. Um, but no, yeah, I really do love this episode. I have this one at number 25. So I didn't do the guessing game because, again, there were just like a few huh. numbers that like stuck out in my head while I was composing okay. the list of like benchmarks, I guess, for like yeah. at this number, it's going to shift to a new tier or whatever. That's, I really remember those. So it's kicking off my top 25, definitely remembered it was Deep Chocolate. So I kind of, I remembered the number a little bit and I guessed 48 because I thought, it, but it was 38. Mm. So I was like, okay, I didn't guess it because I thought it should be that low, mm. but I just thought I remembered it. But I probably would have put it around like 40 or something. Um, so 38, yeah, I, I'd leave it there. All right. I like, I mean, I like this episode. It's, it, what, what are your uh, overall thoughts like? Just to get started. Well, first off, this episode has a 7.5 on IMDb and an 8.7 on TV.com, which I believe would make it ranked 46th of the whole uh, series on that website. But 7.5 has been like a pretty average rating on IMDb. And I'm sure we'll Mm -hmm. see these ratings change now with Disney Plus, maybe. So that'll be fun to see. And so the IMDb synopsis, I thought, was really kind of confusing. So it says, Lewis and Twitty join forces in a chocolate-selling scheme to win a motorized scooter. Twice the number of boxes arrive due to a mix-up, which causes a fallout between the friends. It's a mix-up that causes a fallout? No, and then also just they suddenly say, twice the number of boxes arrive. So four. We ordered two boxes. Now there are four boxes. (laughs) Like, this is twice... And I know they said a chocolate-selling scheme, but then they just say twice the number of boxes. Like, that could, that doesn't necessarily have to be about the chocolate. So I'm just kind of like... It was a little confusing. My synopsis, I said, Lewis and Tweety's friendship is put to the test when they end up competing against each other in a school chocolate sale. Meanwhile, Ren has made a deal with her parents to be nice to Lewis for a week in order to get her own phone line. Yeah. So my general thoughts in my notes, my written notes, I said that I still really enjoy this episode. I don't really have any complaints. I just enjoyed it a lot this time around. And I noticed a few funny things that I didn't catch before. So that was kind of fun. Mm -hmm. I said that this episode has some of the funniest moments of the series or at least season one, in my opinion. Really? I said everyone is pretty good here. Shia is a little bit more restrained, but still crazy, if that makes sense. Yeah, I thought he's pretty crazy i liked it and then i said i love that it's like a lewis and twitty friendship angle in this episode and then ren forcing herself to be nice to lewis is kind of funny and also sort of could double as like a sibling rivalry kind of angle as well which of course the show is built on so i like it i think there's a lot to like about this one yeah how about you i i do like my favorite part of the episode is just shia's little quirks and like the stuff he does. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of the drama and the conflict between Lewis and Twitty, but like I think some of it's kind of forced, which is why 
I don't think it would escalate that quickly to that level. Mm. It's not a justified drama in my opinion. So I think that's why I had it a little lower. Hmm. Um, I mean, I guess I can see that. Now, also, before we get into it, uh, as we gave our general thoughts, I thought I'd read just quickly these reviews that were on TV.com for this episode. Okay. So this one, the title of the review is really, really good. And it was written August 31st, 2008. This person rated it 10 out of 10, I guess. And they said... A plot with chocolate sales has been done before on other television shows, but none like this. The producers of this episode executed the writing wonderfully. The way Lewis and Twitty got in an argument over the chocolate and ended up splitting up and going their own ways. The way the whole chocolate thing ended was hilarious, too. It wasn't even really Lewis's fault. Donnie should have gotten the blame, but Donnie is so funny. This is the best show to ever come out of Disney Channel. It's a shame it only got three seasons. And then this other one was also rated a 10 out of 10. The title is, I loved it. And this was written May 30th, 2007. And again, this person, they write, Deep Chocolate, parentheses, a.k.a. Chocolate Wars, was an awesome episode of Even Stevens. It was probably one of my favorite episodes. Even though the episode is about chocolate, and I hate chocolate, it was still really good. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) It's like your own personal bias of chocolate would affect your enjoyment of the episode. You don't have to love chocolate to watch it. Like, Like, I don't love motorized scooters. But I still like the episode. You can still appreciate that they want one. It's like saying, I like chocolate, so I like this episode more. <laughs> it's like, And then they go on to say, I'd have to agree with Tawny. And they do the quote where she says it tastes like dirt or whatever. Yeah. And she goes, I so agree with Tawny. It tastes like yucky dirt. LOL. So overall, a really well done, <laughs> funny and awesome episode of Even Stevens. And I hope it's on more often. <laughs> okay, so plot point time. All right. All right, let's do it. So this episode opens with Ren giving a presentation to Steve and Eileen about the phone usage that goes on in the house. My first thought when I saw this was, how often does she do this? Because this is not the only presentation she has given this family. Also, why is her usage so small? (laughs) That's what I was going to say. Everyone else's. So, like, the breakdown is Lewis, 40%, Donnie, 35%, Mom and Dad, 20%, me, 5%. And my second thought was, how does she know this information? What study did she conduct? Yeah, she, like, tracks it. (laughs) And is this just last month? Is this of all time? I mean, it shouldn't be all time. That'd be weird. And I'm like, and Lewis has the most? Like, what is he gabbing about on the phone for 40% of the time? (laughs) Chocolate sales. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, so I, I mean, it's, it's a really a Lewis thing to just, like, use the phone for superfluous reasons. But, but it's just funny. Now I'm just like, now I want to just know all of Lewis's yeah. conversations that oh, yeah. take up it's 40% of the time. hilarious <laughs> conversations. Also, I wonder why she didn't ask for a cell phone. Yeah, maybe because it's 2000. <laughs> I don't think cell phones work functionally in sitcoms, mm. story-wise. I think it's better if there's no cell phones for the most part. Yeah, that is true. Especially in sitcoms today, like because cell phones are so prevalent, people will text and the text bubbles will pop up on the screen. I'm like, this is so cringy. Like, I know it happens in life today, but it's like, just don't. Just like leave it out of shows for some reason. I just don't like it. It's definitely like a crutch, I think. Yeah, I don't like it. But yeah, I don't like it either. But yeah, but this is 2000 and Ren wants her own landline phone in her room. 
which is amazing. <laughs> yeah. I wish I had one of those too growing up. It just seemed cool. I didn't talk on the phone a ton until I got into high school and had like girlfriends and stuff. Yeah. But junior high, I didn't. Oh I man, no, junior high, me and my friends were on three way calling yeah. like every night. Oh man. Oh, one time my friend and I tried to see how many people we could get on the phone. We did the eight way. <laughs> eight way, really? Yeah, that was That's the most amazing. we got. Yeah. Uh, Shout out Adam if you're listening. It's a full on conference call. Anyway, so Ren's doing this uh, presentation and, uh, you know, she's like, oh, look at me. I only have 5%. I deserve more time, whatever, whatever. <laughs> and uh, Eileen's like, hold that thought because it's almost tornado time in three, two, one. And Lewis just comes running through the kitchen like a tornado getting his breakfast. You know, and Ren starts having a fit. Why is it that everyone in this family can be on time, but that lazy slug sleeps to the last minute, then just runs down here like a tornado? Honey, it wouldn't hurt to be a little more positive towards your brother. He is so irritating, and if I don't say anything, I'm afraid that my head is going to explode. Okay, Ren, how's this for incentive? If you can not put your brother down for a whole week, we will give you your own phone line. That's good. Really? Mm -hmm. That's honestly a really good idea and challenge. It is. My whole thing, every time I watch this, I'm like, how do they know, though? Because there's so much time. True. Like, she almost does it a couple times, and then, like, they walk in. Mm -hmm. She could have done it, and they would have never known. Yeah. I don't know. There's just, I always have had a problem with that, I guess, too. Huh. She's Ren, so she probably tried hard to keep up with it. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. She's, yeah, she's usually pretty honest, I guess. Mm-hmm. So then Lewis is about to be on his way to school and he's like, oh, hey, I need you guys to sign the permission slip for the school chocolate sale. And he's like trying to find the permission slip. And he's like, I thought I put it in my front pocket. And Ren's like, you did. Your pants are on backwards, uh, which is a really styling look for you. <laughs> and she's like already needing to catch herself because she just <laughs> it's just second nature to just make fun of Lewis every minute of the day. She just can't resist criticizing him for having his pants on back. <laughs> Doesn't even affect her at all. So, I mean, that's basically the beginning of the episode. Not much really happens other than that. So then it cuts to what I said is the best scene in the whole episode. In my opinion. The auditorium? Yes. I freaking love this so it's much. And this is what I meant by I think this is one of the best moments in the series, or at least season one. I just, oh my god, I think it's so freaking funny. <laughs> so it starts off, Lewis, Twitty, and Tawny going into the school auditorium for an assembly. And it starts off with Tawny saying, I can't believe we're missing English for a stupid <laughs> chocolate sale assembly. And Lewis and Twitty are like, Yeah! <laughs> Um, and she's just like, Lord, help me. And then a knockoff of the 20th Century Fox jingle. <laughs> yeah. And the knockoff of the 20th Century Fox jingle starts playing. And it's funny because we were just talking about the 20th Century Fox, uh, terrible the, trumpet the flute and recorder thing, thing yeah. in the last episode. So I just started laughing so again. When you edited that into the last episode, I was listening. I literally just started laughing. I didn't expect it in there. <laughs> And I just no, I had it. to. I had to give the example. <laughs> no, but yeah, so you hear the whole... <laughs> and I just think it's so funny. You have Wallace Randall, this dude, who has a rat's tail hair don't. Yeah. A rat's tail of all rat's tails. Yes. Walking out onto the stage, 
surrounded by dry ice and he like can't breathe because it's so much and he's like kill the smoke kill the smoke like everything about this is just hysterical to me like it's just so dysfunctional like it's just it's so obviously like cheap and chintzy but like these junior high kids (laughs) don't have the wherewithal to notice especially not lewis which we see He's so bought into this. It's like a knockoff 20th Century Fox jingle and tons of fake smoke to introduce this dude. <laughs> it's just a chocolate sale dude. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, kill the smoke, kill the smoke. He starts off by saying, Ladies and gentlemen, there are two types of people in this world. Those who can sell chocolate and those who wish they could. Which one are you? What does this guy think he is? I don't know, but I like his suit. A suit he wears the entire episode, by the way. Every time <laughs> we see him. I know, he like, does. He just re-wears the same suit every day. He does. It's a completely white suit. Top to bottom. <laughs> oh my god, no, it looks like, like a suit you'd wear at your first Holy Communion. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? It's just, a, it's just an like all, all white, white suit. Yeah. It's pretty good. So yeah, so then he starts, he goes on. I'm probably, I'm just going to put in the clip because it's just so good. You're probably saying to yourself, hey, why would I want to sell chocolate for my school? Well, I'll tell you. First of all, you're going to be in some pretty good company. Shaquille O'Neal, star of the feature film Kazam, sold chocolate. Benjamin Franklin discovered electricity, signed the Declaration of Independence, and, uh, oh yeah, sold chocolate. Zeus, the most powerful of all the Greek gods, come on, say it with me, sold chocolate. chocolate. That's right. (laughs) I just, I love this actor. I'm sorry. I absolutely love the guy that's playing Wallace Randall. So we said, hey, you might be thinking, why do I want to sell chocolate for my school? Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> He's so like slimy, but it's amazing. Yeah, he was a great find by the casting department. Oh my god, yeah. Because he gives us all the like every single line he delivers. <laughs> so he's telling them, you know, that they're gonna be in pretty good company. <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal with the most photoshopped picture. <laughs> Just a black and white yep. photo of Shaquille O'Neal holding a red, real good chocolate bar, <laughs> like and so he's like just yeah telling bold-faced lies up there on the stage to these kids the second Shaq reference by the way this show yeah, I was gonna say that I wrote that in Isn't my that notes crazy? I, I noticed that too. I was like I forgot they made that other Shaq reference yep so second Shaq reference yeah. and I love how he says star of the feature film Kazam which was already like five years old at this time and also <laughs> that's not what he's known for he's known for like being a dominant NBA player. Yeah, I know. Like, that's why, like, in my review, I was like, I love how he chooses to reference the cinematic masterpiece that boasts 6% on Rotten Tomatoes as an impressive example for Shaq. It's like he has a lot of other stuff. Yeah, he's definitely not known for for Kazam. (laughs) That's also the way he says it. Star of the feature film, Kazam. Sold chocolate. Benjamin Franklin. I love the way he said his phrasing. Discovered electricity, signed the Declaration of Independence, and uh, oh yeah, sold oh, chocolate. Shock. And then the, the whole auditorium is like going bazonkers by now. They're like all bought into this guy's thing except Tommy. <laughs> They're repeating him. Oh my god, yeah. And then he says, Zeus, cue thunder sound effects. You know, the most powerful of all the Greek gods. Say it with me. Lewis sold chocolate. <laughs> He's just already like hook, line, and sinker enjoying this thing. Yeah. 
uh, who cares? Yeah, Zeus you know, existed way before chocolate probably was a thing, but you know. But they're like, yeah, he probably sold chocolate. <laughs> well, you know who's, that, he gonna, who's Zeus going to sell chocolate to, by the way? <laughs> like, A, B, why does he need to sell chocolate? What is he fundraising? What is Zeus, what is Zeus raising money for? <laughs> the most powerful of all the Greek gods really needed to sell chocolate. Yeah. Yeah, my son needs uh, to to go on this, his band field trip. Whew, yeah. And then, so, you know, all these bold-faced lies, in case that's not enough to convince these kids. People, if that's not enough to convince you, then feast your eyes on the prize which goes to this school's top seller. Ladies and gentlemen of Lawrence Junior High, I present to you the very latest in motorized scooter technology. The Astro Scoot X-E. Kids, this is one sweet ride. And I'll never forget this scooter, by the way. The scooter was, like, ingrained in my memory as a kid. Zoo with that dramatic zoom in on the scooter and then the dramatic zoom in on Lewis's face. Just now he's just completely lost. He just needs the scooter. And the scooter is like red with this cheetah print butt seat, which I always remembered as well. <laughs> like that's what really stuck out in my memory was the cheetah print butt yeah. seat. And this small little section right here is just hysterical to me. I think it's the best part in the I, whole yeah, episode. Or at least I one of the so. best parts in the episode. Yeah, no, I agree. Somebody sitting in this auditorium right now is going to go home with this scooter. Who's it going to be? I'll tell you. The person who believes they can take a dream and make it into a reality. Want this scooter? The person who believes they were put on this earth to sell chocolate. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. (laughs) That's why I'm here. (laughs) He's so good. Shia, like, kills it. Like, every single time he says, that's why I'm here, I die. It's the turning to look at Tawny, which makes it so good. Yes. Because he could have just, like, said it how he's supposed to say it on the paper, on this in the script. But he, like, says it. He, like, he turns to her, like, this is why I'm here. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's telling her. Like, it was so good. He wasn't just saying it to himself. He was, like, saying it to her. It was really good. I just freaking love Louis Stevens so much. Like, he's sitting there listening to this chocolate sale guy. Who's obviously full of BS. Yeah, again, it's almost like um, Easy Way with the way, like, everyone was sensationalizing what Louis was doing and everyone's believing it. Now Louis is the one just believing everything this guy is saying right now. Because he wants the scooter. Just because he wants a scooter. And because his mind is so clouded by the scooter, he really thinks that he was put on the earth to sell chocolate. (laughs) That is why Louis Stevens was born. Also, I'm pretty sure the scooters it wasn't there didn't you have to be like 16 to drive them or something i mean not a scooter like that i mean maybe like a moped yeah wasn't that like a motorized scooter though it's a motorized scooter but it's not a moped it's basically like it's like a razor scooter with a seat and a motor i'm pretty sure they maybe it was a california thing i'm pretty sure there has to be some age limit because it's motorized yeah i don't know about that I mean, it doesn't make sense that you would need, like, to be a certain age or have a license or something to drive around a little motorized scooter as long as you're like... I mean, I don't think anyone's going to be driving that thing on the freeway. I mean, it's not... I don't know. You know what I don't think it goes that fast. Because I'd feel better if I didn't know 12-year-olds were riding around motorized scooters. Yeah, I guess you're right, especially Louis Stevens. The Astro Scoot XE. Who comes up with these names, by the way? The um, CompuRest 3000, the Astro Scoot XE. Astro Scoot. 
<laughs> scoot. I just love Astro Scoot. <laughs> anyway, so that scene ends and it's fabulous. I love it so much. That's probably one of the scenes that pushed me to put it at the top 25. I just, I love it's it. It's a good scene. So then... It cuts to Lewis and Twitty walking down the hall, and I think Twitty's talking about that some girl has a crush on him or something that he thinks. Sandy. Yeah, Sandy. And um, they end up walking by the scooter, which is now on display in a glass case in the hall, and Lewis, they do that thing where like he just moves back without walking. Yeah. It's just like he just glides back, yeah. <laughs> and after they pass the... Um, the scooter, he glides backwards and looks at it. And they play that music too, right? Yes. You complete me. Lewis? Lewis, forget about the scooter, man. You're never going to get it. I heard that last year, Freddie Donaldson had to sell 300 boxes just to get a water can. So what? So we'll team up. We'll sell 400 boxes. This puppy's ours, man. Yeah, it's supposedly a knockoff of... Oh yeah, by Yellow. Yeah, that's the song. But it actually sounds exactly the same. If that is a knockoff, yeah, it's pretty similar. Yeah, they did a pretty good job of making that a an Im- a copyright free imitation. <laughs> yeah, they do. Um, they do it a one. I want to say at least one other episode. Just can't think of what which one it is right now. Yeah, I feel like it would be um when they see like a hot girl or something. Yeah, maybe. And it's like, oh baby. Lewis is staring at the scooter and he says, you complete me, which is a Jerry Maguire reference, I'm assuming. It is a Jerry Maguire. And then, but then uh, I think in Austin Powers, he like kind of makes a mimicry of it. And I think Lewis is doing the Austin Powers version. I mean, he would be. I mean, that would make sense. It's like, mini me, you complete me. That's (laughs) what it is, yeah. And he does the same hand motions, yeah. Yeah. Yep, so that's definitely it. And so Twitty's like, oh man, just forget it. Like you're never going to get the scooter. I heard some kid's name. I can't remember. Um, Had to sell 300 boxes just to get a water can. Did he say water can? Yeah. uh, Yeah. I think it was a a water can. But what is a water can? Like a water bottle? Like a container. Yeah. yeah. Just like a little water bottle that says like real good chocolate industries on it or something like Man, what I want that that's what i want <laughs> i'm gonna sell 300 boxes yeah so it took like that kid 300 boxes to just get that little puny thing and so lewis is like then so what we'll team up and we'll sell 400 boxes this this puppy is ours this scooter is ours and they just assume that like doing more than what the guy did last time is going to make them like what if someone else did like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Someone else had the same like, idea. They're so sure that 400 boxes is going to win. The prize is bigger, so people might be wanting to sell more. Yeah. Yeah, you the prize I mean? is definitely bigger than a water can. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, there's probably a bunch of people who are thinking, oh, I got to sell like 400, 500. Hmm. I don't know. But I think it was. it's kind of interesting. We get this weird little clip where... You know, uh, Twitty's like, I don't know, man, like, that's a lot. And Lewis is like, have I ever steered you wrong? And it just cuts to a time when Lewis dyed Twitty's hair green and Twitty is just screaming in horror at the result. It was so random. It's so random. I like it. I like it. It's okay. Yeah, it's just, it's so random. I'll keep it there. Yeah. And then there's just a kid looking at the scooter with his mouth open and Lewis, is he looking at our scooter? Are you looking at our scooter? He's looking at our scooter. <laughs> I love when he just like picks on random kids. <laughs> I know. Like the water, like Jim Wise's son. Yeah. Surprised he didn't bark at him. Yeah. So then next scene, it cuts to the Stevens house. 
Ren is in her room. She picks up her phone. She picks it up and all she can hear is Lewis on the phone currently trying to make a chocolate sale. And uh, I do want to point out Ren's purple phone. It's like kind of, it looks a little bit see-through because she has two. This one she had, I guess, earlier on. And then later in the series, she has a a purple phone again, but it was that cordless VTech see-through purple phone. Oh, yeah, yeah. I wanted that thing so freaking bad when I was a kid because Ren had it, Lizzie McGuire had it. It was just the phone to have. It's such a like late 90s, early 2000s oh, yeah. style like that. Like that jelly look, you know what I mean? That was so in. Like they were doing like everything was see-through. Like the jelly shoes too. Mm-hmm. Like those kind of had that translucent feel. Mm-hmm. They had see-through backpacks. Yeah, that was big. Like everything had a see-through thing. I think we thought it looked futuristic. Yeah, that's probably what it was. Because we were going into the new millennium and everyone was into like cool futuristic looking things. Yeah. Like the iBook clamshell. Even just the iMac. Yeah, the iMac G3. Like the colors, they were also translucent. Those were cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those were the coolest computers around. Like you no, needed an iMac yeah. G3. So you can play Bugdom. Bugdom, I know. Like, to this day, I still want an iMac G3. I still think they're the coolest things ever. Like They're really cool. That's what they were to me growing up, you know? So, like, I will mm-hmm. always look at a strawberry iMac G3 and think, I want that in my room and remember. Yeah, they look so cool. But my school always had, like, the teal ones. Yeah, the blue ones. Like, yeah, those ones. were, like, the standard ones. That was, like, ones. the main one. Yeah. They had a bunch of different colors. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, Ren picks up her phone. Can't talk because Lewis is too busy uh, trying to talk to some dude and sell chocolate. So she walks into his room and she's like, uh, can I use the phone? He's like, nah, I got a real big fish on the line. I got to reel him in. And, you know, he's talking to this guy. And I thought it was funny that he has to double check the name of the chocolate company. Like, you notice yeah. that? He's like, uh, hi, this is Lewis Stevens. I'm calling from a real good chocolate industries. And I'm just like, It's his first. It's probably his first call that he's made <laughs> but it's just so funny and he has a boom box next to him to put the guy on hold with some elevator music <laughs> nice touch yeah and so i thought it was interesting because in this scene as well you know lewis says yeah i'm calling from real good chocolate industries interested in like selling you some of the world's finest chocolate and he says world's yeah. finest chocolate which obviously this episode is supposed to be a spoof on selling yeah, you know the world's finest chocolate world's finest chocolate tastes like dirt yes <laughs> that's what i was gonna say it's so nasty because like it used to taste good apparently at like some point in time i i never liked it mm, because i had checked the world's finest chocolates uh amazon reviews and all of them said this tastes like dirt this is awful and i was like well this episode is very true to life uh all around <laughs> My mom was a teacher and her school sold world's finest chocolate and it was not. And I remember tasting and being like, this is not the best chocolate I've ever eaten. Like that girl. <laughs> yeah, I've ever eaten. Yeah, I know yeah. she says that really was, weird. Anyway. I know. I didn't, but I didn't like it. I don't know. I, I just didn't like world's nastiest chocolate. Yeah, because we mainly did like the Hershey's fundraising oh, okay. sale. Yeah. You're literally just given a suitcase size box full of assorted chocolates and that's it like that's all you, you have don't have to, to sell. like pay for it ahead of time no you just have okay. to sell that yeah, one yeah. box so that was something i was really confused about always with this one was like you're gonna yeah. order 400 boxes to try to sell them? like i was just handed a little box and said yeah Brittany, just sell this one little box that's all you have okay. to do 
Like, you know. Did you ever, uh, did you have like prizes and stuff? I don't know if we ever had prizes. I really don't remember. We did, so we did the chocolate, we had prizes. I never won a choc- the chocolate one, but in high school, we had a magazine drive and I won the magazine. I sold the most magazines. Huh. But yeah, I was so bad with the Hershey sale. Like, you had to put, like, a dollar in the thing for each candy yeah, bar. Yeah, yeah. So I would just eat a Reese's and put my own dollar in it because I yeah, was like... Yeah, I, I used to do that. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, that's funny. Because, yeah, this is supposed to be a spoof on the world's finest chocolate, I think. Yeah. And so it was just crazy the way that he actually said it. I was like, ooh, was, could you get in trouble with world's finest for doing that? I don't I, know. I don't know, yeah. It was very obvious knockoff, yeah. I bet. I wonder if, uh, when it's on Disney+, Plus, if we're going to get an overdub. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Imagine an overdub of like adult Shia selling. (laughs) It's super deep and like raspy. Like, (laughs) so funny. He's all like abiding to like the overdubs. (laughs) Studio time. I imagine. Hey Shia, can you come into this booth and do this one little overdub of an episode that's sure you know nineteen years old? Yeah, that's so funny. (laughs) I'm wondering what he would overdub it with selling. Selling you the best, just like the best chocolate, like the best chocolate you've ever eaten. The best chocolate you've ever eaten. I'm trying to like think of how it would sound. The cut, it would be like, I'm here to sell you the best chocolate you've ever eaten. That was pretty good, yeah. (laughs) Just like, just like that, that cut. (laughs) Just that Shia. (laughs) That Shia timbre. Yeah. That straight delivery. The way he says his R's is very specific. He kind of like has that like, like that tongue against the roof of your mouth thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? It's the best uh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, I was That's doing it. an impression of him the other day, and I was dying. Yeah. Like, because I do impressions. For those of you listening, yeah, by yeah, the yeah, way, yeah. if you've heard you me, really like, impressions. do voices on here sometimes or whatever, like, I do do impressions. Yeah. And so it's, like, something I've been doing, like, my whole life. When he just won this Hollywood yeah. Screenwriters Award, and he got up and did that speech, I was doing the speech for my mom, where he was like, oh, what did he say? I want to think. Oh, yeah. I want to thank my therapist and my sponsor for saving my life. I want, I want, I want to thank whatever. I'm like, oh he has like that God. southern accent a little bit. I know yeah, everyone yeah. that's like watching Shia stuff now. They're like, has he always been southern? It's kind of like I think it's like a hybrid accent between like, you know, like a typical Californian accent and like kind of like an urban, yeah, like an urban accent. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of like a hybrid. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. funny. I don't know, but yeah, he's the best but that would be so funny i'm here to sell you the best chocolate you've ever eaten <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh it's funny anyway you know lewis basically ends up telling ren can i use the phone now no you can't maybe next week because uh me and tweety got to sell 400 boxes of chocolate 400 boxes lewis you actually think that you're going to sell 400 boxes you are a total and complete hi kids inspiration to all of us. She's so upset about the, the idea that he's trying to sell chocolate. I know. Well, she's just, she's so I mean, offended. I mean, it is crazy when you hear someone say that they're going to try to sell 400 boxes of chocolate. I mean, that's yeah. insane. It's also crazy an eighth grader be the principal's vice principal and have every True. hour of their schedule. You got her there. In, you got her there. Yeah. In an internship <laughs> with a senator or whatever. Oh, man. But yep. So Ren caught herself there before Eileen could see her in St. Louis. Good save. Good save. Yeah. The interesting thing was that Lewis has been on the phone with this guy trying to make a chocolate sale for at least a few minutes now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then when the guy comes back from being put on hold, he's like, okay, yeah. So can I put you down for like a couple dozen boxes? And then he finds out that chocolate (laughs) makes this guy break out in hives. Does he say a couple dozen? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 24 boxes of chocolate. 
<laughs> Let me see. He's just like hard selling this guy on who has hives from chocolate. No, he says a dozen boxes. boxes. He says a dozen boxes. Oh, does. yeah. But that's still a lot too. That's still so much chocolate. It's like God. Oh man. <laughs> oh, man. The way he thinks about it too, he's like, "Could I put you down for uh, a dozen boxes?" <laughs> yeah, and this guy just like lets him string them along. Exactly. Like, on his phone call. As soon as Lewis was like, "Hey, yeah, I'm calling from a uh, real good chocolate industries," I'd be like, "Yeah, chocolate makes me break out of hives. I wouldn't stay yeah. on the phone with you for that long and stay on hold." Or yeah, that's what I'm saying. If someone put, if someone was like, "Hey, I'm on the phone with whatever, and I'm allergic to it," they put me on hold. I'm like, I'm hanging a phone up. And I'm just, <laughs> Exactly. I'm not staying on hold. <laughs> I don't want to be on the phone with you. People I call, I don't even want to stay on hold with like, doctor's offices and stuff. I still do it. Oh, my God. But, yeah, it was funny, especially, again, after the last episode when he's like, chocolate makes you break out in hives. I'm like, invisible ones? Invisible <laughs> hives. It's the worst kind of hives. Invisible ones, yes. So, yeah, so that was funny to me. I was like, I, okay. I never thought about that before. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. I always think about that. Oh, so, God. So next, it cuts to Lewis and Twitty practicing very insincere ways of trying to sell the chocolate to prospective buyers. You know, just trying to make this chocolate seem so amazing that taking one bite of this chocolate, just eating one of these chocolate bars that cost one dollar each, I think, right, could restore a blind man's eyesight, which I just think is incredible. And again, this whole scene is so great. I'll probably put a clip of it because I just, the delivery in this scene all around is just so good. So then I hand you the chocolate, you eat it, and then you say, it's a miracle. I can see again. No, that's not what you say. No. No, it's not. See, because you were blind. And now you can see. That's a miracle. You can see now. Okay, so what did Mr. Randall say? Do you remember? He said, you got to make me feel chocolate has changed your life. Right? Okay. It's a miracle. I can see again. That's too much, man. Oh, okay. I'm going to get the doorbell. Um, uh, you keep rehearsing. It's somewhere in between there, though. It's good. Yeah, who's going to see that and believe it? And be like, yeah, I'm going to buy it. Also, like, you'd have to be blind in order for that to work, right? If I'm not blind, I'm not, I'm going to be like, okay, well, I'm not blind, so. <laughs> I don't need that, right? I know, they're just going to sell the chocolate to everybody <laughs> saying, this will <laughs> make you see again. This will cure blindness. They're like, I'm not blind. <laughs> oh, my God. And if they, and on the flip side, if they went to like a like a home for like blind people, and then sold them on that premise, <laughs> that's really messed up. Promising that it'll restore their eyesight—that is mean. Honestly, this is reminding me now of SpongeBob with the, this is chocolate. You don't eat it; you rub it all over yourself, and it makes you live forever. <laughs> I don't remember. That. You don't remember that episode of SpongeBob? SpongeBob? SpongeBob was like later for me. Oh, that episode is iconic, though. I think everyone knows that. I've probably, like with, I've probably seen it. But. It's with, like, the little old lady. She's just, like, a spine and a skull. Okay. Being wheeled around on a wheelchair by, like, her 80-year-old daughter. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, like, the lady is so old, she's just a skull and a spine. Yes. Hello, young lady. We're selling chocolate. Is your mother home? Mom! What? What? What's all that yelling? They're selling chocolate. What? They're selling chocolate! They're selling chocolate? Yeah! Chocolate. I remember when they first invented chocolate. I always hated it. 
Oh, but this chocolate's not for eating. You rub it on your skin and it makes you live forever. Come on, you lazy Mary. Start rubbing me with that chocolate. If we keep exaggerating the truth, we'll be fancy living in no time. Hooray for lying! I don't remember that, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's I like do, iconic. I, I watched some SpongeBob, but I... If it was, like, a later season, I probably didn't see it. I only know, like, the first season. Oh, this like, was early. This was early Spongebob, really? I, I think, Maybe yeah. I've seen it. I just don't remember it. Oh, it's so it's so good. But that is so funny. I never thought about that either. Like, this will cure blindness. Well, that's great for those who are blind, I guess. <laughs> yeah, go to a blind home, then. Does this have any other mystical powers that might help me? Cause... Yeah, just blindness? Okay, I'm good. <laughs> it is It is a funny bit, though. I like it. Yeah. He goes, it's, it's somewhere in, in between there. Or it's somewhere in there. <laughs> I, like I know, that. it's somewhere in between reading it incredibly robotically and screaming yeah. at the top of your yeah. lungs. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it so much. Anyway, and so, yeah. So it's, so, it's somewhere in between there. We almost got it, though. We almost got it. So just keep working on that. And he goes to get the doorbell. And then he's like, oh, the chocolate's here. The chocolate's here. They're, like, wheeling in the chocolate. And it's just like... Crate after crate after crate of chocolate coming yeah. into this house, and he's like, "Uh, that's a lot of chocolate." They ordered. They think they ordered four hundred boxes, but it's still not four hundred boxes yet. Is it? Is four hundred like the big boxes? Is yeah, I box? feel like there's probably like a hundred and fifty, two hundred of those big boxes. Yeah, and then within those, there are like smaller, maybe like yeah, maybe six boxes. Yeah, each or something. Yeah, maybe that's what I was thinking too. Yeah, it has to be. And so, yeah, he's like, well, yeah, that's a lot of chocolate. And then suddenly Wallace Randall shows up himself to the house. Hey there, hi there, ho there. Guys, when I heard the news, I had to come down here and personally congratulate you two. You are attempting a brave, brave thing. Keep it coming, guys. Come on. Dude, uh, that's an awful lot of chocolate. 800 boxes. Oh. 800 boxes? Because I only ordered four. Lewis, so did I. So I ordered 400. And then you ordered 400. Which makes 800 boxes of the finest grade A artificially flavored chocolate that money can buy. Which makes 800 oh. boxes. Again, with the way Wallace Randall talks, yeah. So remember, guys, when you write the check, it's Randall with two L's, okay? Two L's, all right? <laughs> Oh, my God. And then, again, the way he talks when he says, uh, and now remember, you are financially responsible for all the boxes of the chocolate that you ordered. All right. And then I was thinking about it, and I said, I went to the world's finest website to look at, like, what their prices were. Yeah. And I typed in 800 boxes of chocolate, it, like, hypothetically, if you wanted to buy it. And it comes out to $24,000 by God. today's standards. Maybe, like, $18,000. Yeah, maybe 18000 something like that. I'm just like, really? You're telling these two 13-year-olds that they are financially responsible for 800 boxes of chocolate, which would be, like, $18,000. Not only that, the permission slip says you're financially responsible and the parents sign it or whatever. Well, first of all, Steve's a lawyer, so he would have read every he would read the fine print second of all the parents then should also have to sign like the order form that right like, orders it. it should be not be on two separate forms right yeah you're not going to order on that tiny little permission slip it's a sketchy uh program they got running anyway but yeah he's so pumped though he's not he's not worried at all that they're not going to sell 800 boxes no he is a little bit oh no randall yeah wallace randall, randall, randall. yeah he, yeah <laughs> yeah oh man 
But yeah, and so then he, Wallace Randall leaves, Ren shows up. So, you guys got your 400 boxes of chocolate? 800 boxes, you know, because there was kind of a little mix-up. Wait a second, you were stuck with all those boxes. You know, when you say it like that, it kind of sounds like a bad thing. And we have to pay for it all, whether we sell it or not. Mm-hmm. How much money do you have in your college fund? I see what you're trying to do. You are purposely screwing up, so I'm going to put you down, and then I won't get my phone. What are you talking about? Not going to fall for it. You know, Ren decides, you know, she thinks that Lewis is messing up so that she'll get mad at him, and then that way she won't get her phone. I like that. And then Lewis and Twitty end up having this altercation, and I think, I love this, though. Lewis, we're in deep chocolate. Don't even. What were you thinking? You ordered an extra 400 boxes of chocolate? I just thought that if I ordered them, then it would You don't think. You don't think. That's what you don't do, because I'm the brains of this team. That's how it always is. All the great duos. Batman, he rescues people. And and, and Robin, Robin checks with Batman before he orders 400 boxes of chocolate. Oh, okay. So, so then it's my fault whenever your stupid schemes backfire. At least I think of schemes. I'd say you take your 400 boxes and I'll take mine. Well, then take them. Uh, Twitty does a title drop here where he says, Lewis... We're in yeah. deep chocolate. So Twitty views it, I think, the right way. He's like, okay, we both messed up. Like, we're in this together. Like, we're in deep chocolate. And then, like, Lewis kind of is like, no, like, now we're going to go our separate ways. And, like, I'm mad at you for ordering. I don't know. I, I This is the part that I had a problem with because I don't think that that's how his character would have handled it. Obviously, like, it's a sitcom. So, you know, it's not going to be that easy. But the idea of 800 boxes is now seeming way too overwhelming. And I know that they only set out to try to sell 400, but I think knowing now that they have 800 and they're financially responsible for them, that is causing him extreme anxiety right now. Uh So now that he finds out that Twitty did this and like Lewis also calls himself the brains of the operation because he's always the one that thinks of schemes and it was his idea to team up and sell 400 boxes. I like the Batman and Robin thing. Yeah, the Batman and Robin line is great. His goal in his head is the scooter. Like he wants the scooter. Mm -hmm. But ordering twice the amount of boxes isn't necessarily getting in the way of him getting the scooter because he still has to sell 400 boxes, maybe even more. He doesn't know. And Lewis always finds a way. So he always is finding a way to like find, come up with money and and stuff like that. Like Mm -hmm. it seemed like two separate issues that didn't conflict enough to justify like the conflict. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just looking at it from like a writer's point of view. It just didn't make a lot of sense. I mean, it makes sense to me. I mean, I know that if I was in that situation, like I really wanted the scooter and everything. It doesn't matter. Like, if I saw 800 boxes of chocolate being wheeled into my house and knowing that I have all these freaking boxes of chocolate now, how, like, like you, you stop thinking about the fact that you set out to sell four and now you realize that you have 800 and you're like, holy crap, we're never going to get rid of this much chocolate. But as I'm saying, if he gets mad at him, he still has to sell the boxes. Now he just has to do it on his own. It, that's what affects, like, my score, I think, of the episode. Yeah, they, so they end up having this falling out. And I also love the line, too, where he's like, at least I think of schemes. <laughs> at least I think of schemes. <laughs> and so Lewis and Twitty go their separate ways now, each one of them taking 400 boxes. And they say and their friendship's over. Yeah, they say their friendship's over, which is very dramatic. Overly dramatic, one would say. So it cuts to Lewis waking up at 6 a.m. the next morning, getting ready to sell chocolate. He slept in his clothes. He has this little chocolate-selling bag thing around him. And, you know, he thinks 6 o'clock is super early. He goes downstairs and sees that his whole family is tap 
dancing now first thing in the morning and he says the whole so that's why i've been having dreams about those killer woodpeckers or whatever what tap dancer instructor is hosting classes at 5 30 in the morning home visits on a saturday home visits on saturday mornings at 6 a.m and tom virtue is amazing oh, here so tap dancing so passive aggressively and i need my parking space back i wish you'd ask me before you put all those boxes of chocolate in the garage i'm sorry dad Please, I'm not going to tell you again. Get them out of there. Hey, Lewis, aren't you working with Alan Twitty? Me and Twitty had creative differences because I'm creative and he's different. <laughs> I love that. I like how Eileen calls calls him Alan Twitty. She says his full name. Oh. Both, both times she says Alan Twitty. What was the production order on this one? Uh, it was in the right it? order, so 12. Oh, okay. It was, okay. Just making yeah. sure we know his full name. <laughs> yeah. It's almost as if like he's a new friend of Lewis's. Yeah, that's why I was like kind of weird. But. Yeah, and so Lewis says that great quote with the, because I'm creative and he's different. That's a good one. Eileen tells him that, oops, uh, I wish you told me that because I already bought some chocolate from Twitty. And then Lewis is like, holy crap, Twitty's already way ahead of me. Also, also who you have to have other people who are also up at 6 a.m. on a Saturday. Yeah, and, and willing to sell. buy chocolate yeah. from you that early, yeah. Yeah. So Lewis, like, packs up all his chocolate, which also he, like... Puts them in his bag one bar at a time. Yeah, instead of just. Yeah, instead of just just putting them all in the bag. All in there, yeah. And that's also just like not even a lot of chocolate either to leave the house with. Just that little bag. Yeah. So it cuts to Lewis breaking into this house, and I love the way he's just like real good chocolate industries and like lets himself in the house. This is probably my favorite. This might be my favorite scene. Like now. Yeah. I like this whole bit. And so he goes into this person's house and he like wakes them up by having them smell the chocolate bar. They like cough because it's probably awful. And he's just like, yeah, I'm Lewis Stevens, real good chocolate industries. Took the liberty of letting myself in. And I'm dying laughing at this old couple that he's talking to in bed right now because they don't utter a single word. Also, I love the when he like bounces on the bed. Oh, yes. Man, I just love this whole sequence. I think to me makes it when I think of this episode... And like highlights, and this is immediately comes to my mind. Is this yeah, and the stupid sound effects. <laughs> boink, boink, <Yeah>. boink. <laughs> this strange kid has broken into their house. He's yelling at them. He's jumping on their bed, and they don't say a single word. They yeah. just stare at him incredulously, like, <gasps> We're just old. <laughs> they just don't say a single word. And I'm like, It's just so funny. What are their names? Did they say their names? Mr. and Mrs. Brooks. Brooks, that's what it is. So they got names, but they didn't get any lines, so. That's unfortunate. And so then this is like, I think of, in my mind, I remember this sort of being like a montage, though, in my memory, sort of. It's not, but it kind of feels like it. Lewis looks out the window of this, you know, this couple's house, and he sees that Twitty has started like a little tricycle cart way of selling the chocolate. It says Twitty's Chocolate Delights or something on it. And he's just selling this chocolate to kids. Is it still 6 a.m. on a Saturday? Because why are these kids chasing after... (laughs) That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, these people, it's gotta be, like... (laughs) There'd be not that much activity unless it was, like, nine. Yeah. Oh, my Kids chasing Twitty with their money. It cuts to Lewis trying to sell chocolate to a bunch of girls who are playing soccer. Uh, have we ever met them? No. Well, uh, why don't you go ahead and take a bite out of that, hmm? So, is that the best chocolate bar you've ever eaten? That's not the best chocolate bar I've ever eaten. I always remember how she says that for some reason. It's a weird delivery. It's very weird. 
and then look at the other chocolate guy and it's Tweety putting on Chocapalooza which is obviously supposed to be Lollapalooza yeah and people are just waving dollar bills at him not buying anything <laughs> he's like there's plenty of chocolate for everybody everyone's just waving fanning yeah. him with dollar bills yeah. You know, Twitty's playing guitar and he's like trying to, you know, come up. I think it's funny how Twitty is coming up with way more creative ways to sell the chocolate, even though Lewis called himself the creative one. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. Like, Lewis is more creative than Twitty. Lewis has so many ideas, though. Like, you know he would have come up with something better than just what he was doing. Yeah, but he's such a mess, though, sometimes. Like, I can imagine him, like, wanting the scooter so bad that he just, like, forgot. He's panicking, maybe, because he Yeah, to, that's yeah. how I always thought of it. I thought of him yeah. just, like, totally falling apart. Yeah, that would make more sense. Yeah. Because yeah. um, that definitely is how he comes across. He just comes across as he is literally falling apart. Like, with yeah. the next scene now, like, grabbing the unicycle, freaking out, trying to ride this unicycle, just doing anything to get people's attention. It doesn't get him any sales, though. No. Uh, and so he falls off the unicycle, and then Tawny comes over. So you want to buy some chocolate? Uh-uh, no, forget it. I'm not buying from either of you. Oh. Why? Well, first of all, it tastes like dirt. Right. Yeah, and second of all, I'm boycotting chocolate because you're ruining your friendship over some stupid sale. I don't know, I just love Tawny. She's always, she's so aware. She just knows yeah, everything. she is, yeah. She just sees things so clearly, which... She, she doesn't buy into BS. No. You know what, I'm not going to give up. It's like that old saying. If you fall off your unicycle, you get right back on. Unless the angry clown wants it back. It was her! I swear! He also says not nope, a single word. Not a single word. <laughs> Though we see him again later. Yes, we do see him again later. And it's funny, you would think the angry clown would be like shouting at he's him. He's a or mime. Yeah, he's like something. a mime clown. Yeah. <laughs> it's just funny. funny. He just just doesn't speak so then it cuts to ren uh knocking on the bathroom door she really wants to get in there to brush her teeth yeah it's the same day yeah so you know lewis just got up really early and it is saturday so yeah ren's probably still home and so you know she's trying to brush her teeth and donnie is in the bathroom he has converted the bathroom into a sauna i guess uh for total body purification because he got a pimple from that chocolate And so he made the bathroom so hot by cranking the hot water heater. Turn the safety off of it. Yeah, like to be able to turn it so high. And he says that he could boil a lobster in the toilet bowl. It's so hot. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he gives Ren her toothbrush and it's like all melted and yeah, crazy. It ominously cuts from Donnie's bathroom sauna to a shot from inside the garage where Lewis has stashed his 400 box of chocolate Mm -hmm. and the boxes start melting in oozing chocolate. In my review and in my notes, I said that this is sort of like that trope where someone will put too much soap in the washing machine and leave it unattended and then it just overflows. I'm like, it's exactly that trope, except with chocolate because this is even Stevens. Yeah. The creative spin. You know, they're not going to do soap no. in a thing. They're going to say, let's just have 400 boxes of chocolate melting everywhere. Yeah. Cause and CGI <laughs> and CGI. The oh, my God. The, <laughs> the 
CGI is so bad. And so Ren is like, okay, I'm going to go buy a new toothbrush because she just wants to brush her teeth that bad. Mm-hmm. So she's like, oh, Louis, tell mom and dad I'm going to the store to get a new toothbrush. She's just going to walk there, I guess. I don't know, because she doesn't drive. Maybe she has a motorized scooter. Maybe she does have a motorized scooter. Take it on the freeway. Louis comes up to her and he has a fence post, quote unquote, through his head as a a headband. Yeah. Can you give me some aspirin? I got a splitting headache. What are you doing? Well, I'm, I'm desperate, so I'm going for the sympathy angle. I mean, who wouldn't buy chocolate from a kid who's got a fence post through his head? If I wasn't a phone-loving, positive person, I just might say something. What is that? What is that? <laughs> There's just, like, a, a perfect drip-drop, like, thing coming out of, like, chocolate. <laughs> the shape looks so weird it's like super pointy and then it gets like fat okay but it just looks just doesn't look natural and it's not moving either it's just there um and so lewis goes over and i think it's very interesting the way his first thought is to eat it whatever it is tastes like dirt yeah i know it tastes like dirt it's my chocolate the dirt is his chocolate that's amazing but it's just the fact that it's just this strange brown substance coming out of the garage and his first thought is i'm gonna eat it (laughs) to see what it is like it could be feces honestly (laughs) it could be like sludge from the car or something honestly he just eats it immediately no hesitation dump dump Mm, tastes like dirt. <laughs> like he didn't smell it first. <laughs> Straight into the mouth. <laughs> He's like a baby. <laughs> like a baby that just yeah. puts everything in their mouth. Like they don't totally. think. They just, just go straight into the mouth. Yes. Exactly what a baby does. <laughs> and so, yeah, he realizes it's his chocolate. And they open the garage. And I love the way the boxes are just totally packed in there. There's yeah. like nothing else in the That's garage. That's what I'm saying. Like, these ha- it might be 400 literal boxes of chocolate. <laughs> I know, I know. The garage can't be that big. So, so I was like, I don't think... Sure, yeah, sure. Uh, but yeah, and so they're trying to stop all these boxes from melting. And uh, he's like, get the broom, get the broom, get the rake. And the rake? It's for leaves. <laughs> like, why would it stop puddles of chocolate? <laughs> they have. They don't know what to do. Yeah. They're trying to fix it however they can. And then they cut to an aerial CGI shot of their... Um, of their driveway, and yeah. there's the chocolate is just dripping. So everywhere. CGI. So CGI. And if you look at Lewis and Red, they're moving like little animatronic CGI yeah. people. Like when they cut to real Lewis and Red, they're like frantic, frantic, frantic. And then the CGI Lewis and Red are moving so slowly. Yeah. It's so weird. I love, I mean, I love the charm of that really fake looking CGI stuff. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. They almost look like cardboard cutouts of themselves, yeah. kind of. It's just, it's funny. Yeah. Oh, man. Nothing is working. And so Lewis's new idea is, we gotta eat it! <laughs> That's all you can do. He says, we well, gotta eat it. There's gonna be so much sewer pollution of chocolate, because it's just gonna all run down to the sewer. And then I also noticed, too, that, like, Lewis says, you know, she goes, what's the line she says? So she says, you put your chocolate near the hot water heater. And then he said, I'm starting to think that's a bad thing or something, right? But then he said the same quote earlier in the episode when she's like, now you're stuck with like 800 boxes of chocolate. And he's like, when you say it like that, it kind of sounds like a bad thing. Yeah, no, that's true. That makes me feel like it's an ad lib, the second one. Yeah, maybe. And maybe, you know, it was in his head because he had already said the line before. Because I was like, why would you write the same quote? twice basically interesting it is interesting but that's something i noticed 
And so as they're trying to sweep up all the chocolate, Wallace Randall shows up again. In his white suit. Yeah, in the white suit. Just making these unannounced house calls all the time, just dropping by. It's like, how does he even know if Lewis is going to be home? Like, he's supposed to be out selling the chocolate. Hey, how's my top salesman? Is that your chocolate? I thought we could move more of it in liquid form. Listen, kid, I think you better pay me right now. I don't have the money. Don't make me take legal action. I've sued third graders. I mean, long story short... He's basically running a scam, I guess. Yeah, pyramid scheme. Yeah, because Steve shows up and he's like, Let me tell you something, Randall. I've been researching your chocolate pyramid of success incorporated. And as far as I can tell, none of the profits have even made it back to the schools. You've exploited and manipulated children for too long. You're going to get your money back. But if I ever find you running another chocolate sale, I will bring you up on charges of fraud, embezzlement, and selling crummy chocolate. Fair enough. And then, but it's annoying when they both start slipping and sliding everywhere on the chocolate. I'm like, okay. It's like Three Stooges stuff. Yeah, I'm like, gotta have the slipping and sliding on the chocolate. Jeez. But yeah, one thing I was always like, what? Was when, you know, Lewis is like, thanks for getting me off the hook, Dad. Like, Mr. Randall. And he's like, you're not off the hook. You're going to be doing so many chores to pay for this chocolate or whatever. Like, wait. Oh, he's going to do chores around the house. And Steve and Eileen are just going to pay for the chocolate. Yeah. But like, Lewis does it just as like a punishment, like a grounding sort yeah, of yeah. for it. Okay, but Steve and Eileen have $18,000 to pay for all that yeah, chocolate? Yeah, they still have to pay for it. Well, half half that. First, I thought that he was like, Steve was going to tell him to do chores for like the whole neighborhood or something to try to pay back yeah. for the thing. His chores aren't going to rake up enough money to pay what he's financially yeah. responsible for. Yeah, so it's like Steve and Eileen are going to have to pay that money. I mean, they're not doing too bad. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. They're, it's probably, they're probably more worried about like the lesson. Yeah. But that's point. like a lot of money that's to pay for money. melted chocolate. So that is basically the end of the main end of the episode. So then it comes back and it says one week later. And I said, is this the only time card we've ever gotten on the show? I'm trying to think if there was one in Family Picnic, like when they did the flashback. I don't think so. Okay. We never really get time frames on this show like that, kind of. Yeah. When you watch an episode, the time frame is, like, sometimes unclear. Yeah, you just don't know how long, how many days pass. Exactly. We just kind of watch it, and we just kind of always wonder, like, I guess it's the next day. I could be, like, whatever. You know what I mean? So it's just interesting for them to, like, flat out tell us, this is one week later. Especially because, like, chocolate drives go for, like, a few weeks sometimes, Mm -hmm. usually, right? Mm-hmm. And so, but this fool Twitty already has a scooter. So the chocolate yeah. sale only lasted a week. They expected to spend, to sell 400 <laughs> boxes of chocolate in one week? Yeah. And he already got this scooter. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, that's insane. A week-long chocolate sale. Yeah, we could sell 400 boxes. No problem. That's so much. Yeah. And so it shows Lewis cleaning up the uh, driveway with just like a little patch of chocolate left. It looks like he's like scraping it off or something. That's true. Scraping it. At this, at this point, yeah. And so, yeah, so Twitty comes rolling up on the scooter. He won and he got the scooter, which, I mean, all in all, at the end of the day, they make up their best friends again. Lewis at least gets to ride the scooter now, except... yeah. I think he has chocolate on his butt and he sits down on the thing yeah. and I'm like, you just ruined the cheetah print butt seat. Yeah, I thought that too. That's like the selling point of this scooter. <laughs> At I, least to me it was. My thing is that this last part is like the epiphany, the whole thing feels a little rushed. You know, I feel like since they are so close, they would make up super quickly like that. That's true. Because like the situation really wasn't the end of the world as we were saying. Like that's what I'm saying, like boys make up really easily when you're that age. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's pretty cool. I uh, heard about your meltdown. My dad and Randall were slipping all over it. It was crazy. I wanted to say something. Oh, um, I'm sorry about what happened, and, and it's all my fault. Yeah, I guess it was. No, see, that's not what you're supposed to say, man. See, I say, look, I'm sorry, then you say, no, don't be sorry, it was my fault. Then we say, oh, no, please, it was both our faults. See? Well, I was just trying to shortcut the whole thing so you could have a ride on my scooter. So we're still friends, right? Dude. So you want to take a ride? Uh, no, I got a lot of work to do. See that? Well, I could count you. Thanks, man. Yeah, just a quick one, though. Here. Okay. And he puts the helmet on. Puts the helmet on, and he has all the chocolate on his face. Disney, Disney makes him put the helmet on. But yeah, and then it has like a second little thing. I hate this. Yeah, it's Ren finally talking on her own phone line. It's the most stilted dialogue this show has ever seen, by the way. It's so poorly written. Yeah, so I finally got my own private phone line. Yeah. <laughs> but it was so brutal, I had to be nice to my brother for a whole week. Uh, yeah, you know, Louis. But... It was worth it for total privacy. And speaking of privacy, now what I'm about to tell you is top secret. So whatever you do, just keep this between you and me. I have a major crush on Bobby Deaver. First mention, I think, of Bobby Deaver, right? Maybe, yeah. If if you watch the actual pilot first, like oh, that's uh, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She does mention that's him in that. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's pretty cool though because they've kept that continuity with Bobby Deaver for yeah. forever. And so yeah, we haven't met Bobby yet, so we just hear about him. Lewis has done a very Lewis thing and has rigged Ren's phone conversations to broadcast through two megaphones outside his window. And at that moment, everyone and their cousin decided to walk down this residential road. Including the clown? Including the clown, (laughs) including the clown on the unicycle. (laughs) And everyone hears as soon as Ren says she has a major crush on Bobby Deaver. And that's the end of the episode. Yeah. So, yeah. So, all in all, I still enjoyed this episode. I think it's a memorable one uh, to some degree because I think, like, we all did chocolate sales. Yeah. As kids, I think. I think it was relatable in that way. Mm -hmm. I like seeing Lewis and Twitty and I like the whole Ren thing. It's kind of fun. Um, Yeah. I don't know. There are just some sequences in this that I think are really, really, really funny. Yeah, I know. I agree. It's definitely funny. And I love the like the whole satire parody thing of mm-hmm. this chocolate. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of there being a fight between Lewis and Twitty. The endings, it ends so abruptly, I feel like just like straight a week later and you're already at the end. All right. So MVP. Mine was Mr. Randall. Me too. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For once, like, my go-to wasn't Lewis. I was like, honestly, I freaking love this Mr. Randall guy. He was my non-Lewis, was Mr. Randall. I think Mr. Randall really brings something to this episode. I really yeah. loved this guy's performance. Oh, man. Even Stevens is really good one-offs. Yes. Oh, right. He's technically, yeah, another one-off character, yeah. So, now it's time for some trivia. Is it true? Did you know? That- for your information. Is it true that... What does that mean? All right, what do you got? The Brooks House. I looked at the location, and the address is 10281 Cresta Drive, which Cresta Drive is- Where they film. Yeah, it's where they film the Even Stevens House. Mm -hmm. It's actually just five houses down from the Stevens House. That's amazing. I love stuff like that, because I don't know what it is about the show, but I love it, and I love its universe, and so- Mm -hmm. 
when they do things like this that make it feel more real, I'm like, that's yeah. amazing that Lewis would literally just be a few houses down yeah. selling this chocolate. Like, you know, it's great. Because it is cool. Because, like, if you go to visit the house again, it's like you walk down the street and it's like, oh, there's that. Yeah, there's that's the, the Brooks house. house. Yeah. <laughs> I let myself in next time. Take, take the liberty of letting take yourself in. Take the liberty of letting myself in. <laughs> so, any other trivia? Mr. Randall, the guy who plays Mr. Randall, his name is Jay Legit. I maybe mm-hmm. you pronounce it. <laughs> Jay Legit. Jay Legit. That's maybe <laughs> how you pronounce it, actually. But uh, he actually passed away in 2013. Oh my God, um, that just made me so sad. Yeah, he died of, of a heart attack. Oh my god. Yeah, it's really sad. Thanks for that, Ethan. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Oh man, RIP. Yeah. He was really good though, and he was obviously like an MVP. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was sad. He was really funny. So for my trivia, I couldn't really find much. The trivia that I did find was just so stupid. I was like, this isn't even worth mentioning. Just stupid little nitpicks that people found on TV.com. So for my trivia, basically just going down a list of the pop culture stuff as I always do. So we have You Complete Me, which is, I guess, Jerry Maguire and Austin Powers. Yeah. Double reference there. Kazam, <laughs> of course. And Shaquille O'Neal, second reference to him in the series. Yeah. We have the 20th Century Fox knockoff. We have Batman and Robin. I also wrote down the Kramer poster again, even though we see it yeah. in so many episodes, but... For some reason, it really stood out to me in this episode when Lewis is making the phone call. It's just prominently displayed. But yeah, so that, uh, Lollapalooza, that Oh Yeah song that's yep. supposed to be the ripoff of the 80s duo, and Hey There, Hi There, Ho There was in the opening of the original Mickey Mouse cartoon, I guess. Okay. Something like that. Yeah, it's from something. I didn't know what it yeah, was Yeah, it was something to do with Mickey Mouse. Something to do with Disney. Anyway, so that's all that I caught. Yeah, that's pretty much yeah. it for trivia. There you go. Moving on to what we all know is the best segment. Yeah. It's time for tweets. Okay. So this one was kind of fun to look for. It was a little bit difficult. Uh, just trying to think of other keywords to find other than, you know, chocolate and stuff. <laughs> but I did find some that I thought were fun. This first one here is from Tori. It's a tweet from 2012. And she said... I just remembered that I had the same badass purple landline phone growing up that Ren from Even Stevens had. And I was like, yep, I wish I had that memory. And someone else here, Hannah, in 2013 said, I just remembered the Even Stevens episode where Ren wanted her own phone line, which is really funny considering no one even uses landlines now. That's true. And that was in 2013. Wow. Time flies. Time does fly. This next tweet is, their username is just the emoji, the smiling devil emoji with the horns. I'm just going to call him Mark. Um, yeah, there you go. So, Mark says, a couple of days ago, Mm -hmm. I randomly thought of the Even Stevens episode where hella boxes of chocolate melt in the garage. (laughs) (laughs) I just like the use of hella. Yeah, it's Hella boxes of chocolate. Oh my gosh, that's great. Next tweet is from Kaylee Kens in 2012. And she says, I just saw a garage full of boxes. And the first thing I thought of was the Even Stevens episode where all the chocolate melts down their driveway. Totally. I've thought that before. (laughs) There's another tweet here in all caps. It's so a mess. I don't even know what this person's saying. Try it. And there's some language. So I don't know how I'm going to do it. Okay. So they go. It's in all caps. It's from low key. Like L-O-W-K-E-Y. Okay. Not the Norse God. No. Okay. And so it's in all caps. 
Where the Even Stevens episode where Lewis had to sell a couple bands worth of chocolate, but they melted and Twitty fooled on his dumb ass. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea. I have no idea what that even... He fooled on him so hard. That should be the IMDb description. (laughs) Let's make that edit. So the next one is from Big Stony, mm-hmm. and they say, if they not play in the episode of Even Stevens when all that chocolate melted out his garage, then I don't want to see it. Why? <laughs> I don't want to see it. <laughs> the next one, I don't know even how to say this, so I'm not even going to say the name. <laughs> and it says, I'm still beat up about all that wasted chocolate in that Even Stevens episode. But it's nasty, though. Why would you? I know. I know. So the next one is from Drip Skylark, and they just quoted, We had to split up because of creative differences. I'm creative, and he's different. Even Stevens was the show. It was. (laughs) What this person said. It was. And those are all the ones I took screenshots of to save. Those were good ones, though. They're all usually pretty fun. Yeah. I guess last formality segment, uh, Mm -hmm. best quote. I think I went first last time, so why don't you go... Mine, I I actually had trouble. I had a couple that were, maybe like three that were in the running, but I ended Mm -hmm. up deciding on, I thought we could move more of it in liquid form. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. I I just like how he says it. Exactly. I was going to say, it's the way he says it. It probably wasn't my favorite quote when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. This time watching it, that one got the biggest laugh out of me. Yeah, funny. So for my best quote, I went with like a really under the radar one, I think. I never even noticed it until this last time I was watching it. And I really, really laughed. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to give my best quote to this. Nice. So this is a Ren quote that completely flew over my head before. So it's when she's trying to get Donnie to get out of the bathroom. He says... What are you doing in there? I create my own steam room for total body purification. You know I got a pimple from that chocolate? You know, I'd send you an I'm sorry about your pimple card, except I need to brush my teeth first. That is under the radar. Because she says it so fast, too. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? She kind of blends the words a little bit. Exactly. I never noticed that quote before, ever. It was like it was the first time I was hearing that quote. And so I just laughed. And so, but there you go. I mean, you can always find something new. Yeah. on this show because I'd never heard never caught that line before that's a good one, and, yeah. and I really love Christy's phrasing too we'd be like oh well you know I'd send you and I'm sorry about your pimple card but I have to brush my yeah. teeth first or whatever really really great because you know Donnie making such a big deal of his uh, cosmetic stuff I caught a pimple from that chocolate <laughs> oh what a tragedy so that's my best quote and then I had two runner ups the runner-up was the I'm creative and he's different. Yeah. I've used that quote in real life before. And um, then just him whispering, that's why I'm here. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> I just love it. I just love it. That's a good one. So there's been a lot going on uh, recently now with the launch of Disney+, Plus, which is very, very exciting. Um, Honey Boy is being released in most places. Well, not really, actually. It's in select cities. It's opening Mm. up in more cities week by week. But because of all that, I feel like there's just a little bit of wombat news to take care of. So let's do it. The wombat news. So yeah, of course... 
Honey Boy stuff. That's pretty much like the biggest thing going on right now. Shy's been doing a lot of promo for it. He was just on mm. Ellen and he name dropped even Stevens. All right, so uh, so it's called Honey Boy. Yeah. Um, explain to everyone. Uh, it's 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 a it's a version. It's, he, this this little boy, by the way, Noah Jupe. He's you. Right? Yeah. So uh, it's a, a, a chunk of my life when I was doing a show called Even Stevens and my dad was coming to set with me and it's based around this uh, chunk of time when we were living in a motel by the Fox Hills Mall and going to work and uh, and that's what the movie's about. But yeah, and so like, he named dropped Even Stevens when he was explaining the plot of Honey Boy, which is, by the way, you know, Honey Boy's getting Oscar buzz now, like actual Heck Oscar yeah, buzz. Dude, I'm so pumped. Like we had talked about it before, like, oh, that'd be so crazy. But now it's like actual Oscar buzz, like Shia won the, as we've mentioned, yeah. um, the Hollywood Film Award for yes. Breakout Screenwriter. Um, which was amazing, presented to him by Robert Downey Jr., which is like another actor who kind of was on a similar path. Yeah, I was going like, to say, I, that had to have been somewhat intentional because, yeah. I mean, uh, people are, co- I mean, I've even made comparisons to Robert Downey Jr. That's a good uh, comparison there. Yes, so. I've seen people make that comparison. Yeah. Yeah, it's just really, and he says that in his speech too, he's like for having a career and being someone I could look up to, he said, which is kind of nice. Um yeah, let's, I mean, here's hoping Shia has a Robert Downey Jr. level comeback, which it's seeming like he might be poised to. I mean, everyone, I mean, I think most of the people on the internet are from our generation, like that talk about Shia and like make his stuff go viral. Yeah. So I feel like we all have a really soft spot for him and we've all always been rooting for him. So, I mean, I think, you know, if he's raring and ready for this comeback, then we will be here to support him. Yeah. But anyway, so that's pretty crazy. Everyone watching all these Shia videos right now online, like the Ellen videos, all his appearances always end up gaining at least a couple million views on YouTube. Suddenly now everyone's in the comments saying, who's been a Shia fan since Even Stevens? I've been here for forever since Even Stevens. Even Stevens is one of my favorite shows of all time. I'm like, really? Then where are you? Are you listening to our podcast? You better be listening to the podcast. You better be listening now. But yeah, it's crazy, right? So everyone's going to be seeing that. Everyone's going to be hearing him name drop the show. And then everyone's going to say, why don't we check out that show that he was on? And then bam. It's It's all coalescing right now. It's awesome. It's it's a very strange, perfect storm. Yeah, yeah. Um, So that's why it's like really crazy. It's going to be weird to observe even Steven's inevitable shift in popularity i think coming up i mean there's been shows that have made comebacks on the syndication route like we talked about boy meets world so i mean the new generation is is streaming Streaming. so i mean you know because i was i was saying i was like i was expecting it to have a second life just from people finding it the way we did um yeah i mean like i mean like rediscovering it the way i did you know with downloading files and stuff i was expecting it to somehow get a second life that way but now that it's going to be available for so many people i think the idea of it having a second life is like way more i mean i think it's going to happen yeah i i think it's a high um probability because i mean I, i just think there's no way that this show Shia LaBeouf did in his childhood cannot catch fire again. I mean, if you have kids, especially like you got to get Disney plus, it's got all these, mm-hmm. all the Disney, like their whole library on it. Disney's like really banking on the nostalgia too. finally, because mm-hmm. they're not stupid. I mean, they've been hearing for the last couple of years, all of us millennial people, writing very loudly on social media about how we want our childhood shows. We want our shows back. We want to watch our shows. You know, they said, well, let's get all that out of the vault finally and put it on a streaming service since the, you know, the world is moving towards streaming. They made an effort to put it on there. 
along yeah. with like Lizzie McGuire and and uh, mm-hmm. which, by the way, the Lizzie McGuire reboot is confirmed. They started already, didn't they? Yep, they started filming. That's awesome. Yeah. It's insane. We don't really know exactly who's back yet, but we know that Matt and Joe and Sam, her mother, uh, father, and little brother are all back, uh, which is amazing. But it's really crazy. And I do want to say, you know, we talked about this, I think, in our Listener Topics holiday special, um, where it was almost exactly a year ago where Hillary was talking about the idea of a reboot and that it had been in talks. Um, And she said that she didn't think that Lizzie would be a mom yet. and whatever and we were really excited about that idea Mm. we were happy about that idea and now the premise is out and she's not a mom the show is going to be about lizzie mcguire navigating life uh starting on her 30th birthday i almost cried when i was reading an article about hillary really talking about why doing this reboot was important to her and she said lizzie having been you know an idol for these girls when they were tweens you know, me, uh, that now for her to also continue to grow with them in their thirties is amazing. And like, I'm not 30 yet. That's like three years away, I think right now, but Mm -hmm. I'm very scared of turning 30 and it's, yeah, I was scared too. I mean, it's really on my mind about the fact that it's pretty much right around the corner. And so I really started crying when she said, you know, a lot of girls specifically feel like they have to be married. They have to have a kid. They have to have their life totally together by the time they're 30 and if they don't have those things like they're a mess or whatever and it's not socially acceptable and you're whatever and she's like so I really loved the idea of Lizzie waking up on her 30th birthday and not having those things yeah I mean even me like I mean I'm still figuring stuff out I'm I just turned 30 and it was like kind of depressing because I was like you know you you have especially like as a creative person like you have this like roadmap in your head of like how your yep. career is going to go or like mm-hmm. how your life's going to go. And I have tons of people who I went to school with and they're like, well, this is not what I had in mind. You know, I had planned to be like, have, a, you know, some people like a record dealer or some people like, uh, yep. you know, just a producer or whatever. And like, yep. they're not doing anything that they thought they would be doing, at least not to mm-hmm. the scale they thought they'd be doing, but like making right. enough money where they could sustain themselves they have to have mm-hmm. a you know a day job or whatever, and they don't tell you that when you get out of college, it is really hard to get to find work right away unless you're like a doctor or something like that. Oh yeah, um, mm-hmm. or like you unless you have like a master's in something. No, and like I think it is good to have maybe a show where it already has people invested and like looking up to its main character and already has this uh, role model uh, stature and exactly. be able to continue that, like she said. But yeah, but especially as a girl though, like yeah, especially as a girl, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you do whole, feel pressure mo- to like have yeah. kids and be a mother and like your, yeah. your biological clock is running out and if you don't have a baby by yeah. the time you're whatever like exactly. you know what I mean just stuff like that like you do think about that stuff and so yeah you definitely do when she talked about that I was like oh my god and then it's just yeah the idea that I'm gonna continue growing up into my adulthood with the same character that I looked up to as a little girl like definitely yeah that is so amazing to me and that's exactly what I've been wanting from these reboots I was like, you know what? Leave it to Hillary Duff to be smart enough that that's what the show needed to yeah. be. Yeah, I mean, as opposed to Girl Meets World, where like I I grew up looking up to Corey 
And then we get mm-hmm. to the reboot and it's like not about him. And it's like, I want it no. to be about him. I want to see like how, what he's, exactly. I mean, you see what he's doing, but it's, he's not learning any lessons anymore, but no reality is you still learn lessons into your thirties and 40s. exactly like we've, as we've talked about and that they've, you know, none of these reboots have really shown that. So I'm yeah. really, really glad that that's the direction the Lizzie re- reboot has taken. That's really cool. And then it's funny though, cause I thought about it and I said, okay, if they even think about touching even Stevens, now I really hope the Lizzie McGuire reboot does really well yeah. and they can see, oops, crap, I think it should be about the original characters. But then I realized that once again, even Stevens might very well be in the shadow of Lizzie McGuire if the yeah. show comes back. If they have Shia, though, all bets are off. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, like, if, if they realize that and they come up with a cool idea, yeah. you know, something that we would like that you know in the vein of what we've been talking about this is a really interesting time to be an old disney fan just like everything that's happening everything that's coming up it's just exciting time i'm nervous i'm really 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 nervous just to see how all of this is going to play out but it is exciting and in our subreddit i posted like an old throwback i found and then someone said oh i want more behind the scenes stuff and then i realized that if even stevens builds up more interest again on disney plus i am sure that behind the scenes stuff is going to miraculously surface oh yeah cuz even like like old nickelodeon when they did the splat on nickelodeon mm-hmm. like they yep. started coming out with a bunch of stuff that i'd never seen mm-hmm. before and or like stuff that was lost or like only yeah. you know that like no one had recorded and so you know probably stuff like that too something's telling me things are just going to miraculously suddenly surface and we're probably going to get more throwbacks and stuff from the cast and crew and stuff they're probably really going to start digging it up the more people start caring so yeah we have a lot to look forward to i think it's it's pretty cool and then just one other thing along with like name dropping even stevens um in like an interview that they did with noah jupe and lucas hedges and shia noah you know said that for his research he would watch even stevens uh because he had to play even stevens era shia you have to yeah and so he said on this job it wasn't it wasn't really research it was pretty much just from my you know just for me i watched even stevens every night (laughs) it wasn't it wasn't like me being oh like i should i I should try and copy this it was because it was so amazing i love that show Mm. um and obviously you did an amazing job and whatever but but yeah so i guess that was my research so i'm like see like all this promo that they're doing they're like essentially doing bonus promo for even stevens at the same time so it's really kind of cool so it's a it's just funny how things go in waves right like who would have thought that we'd be here but that's it for this episode. If you don't know, guys, we've been talking for two hours and 24 minutes about this episode. I only wanted us to talk for like an hour and 15. I don't know how we've gotten to two hours and 24 minutes, but whatever. Anyway, so thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Yep. Uh, be sure to send us an email, evenstevensranked at gmail.com. Uh, of course, evenstevensranked.com the website, our subreddit, all of our socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook will be in the description. That phone number that no one is calling us at, uh, (laughs) it's still there. (laughs) Call us. We are lonely. Oh, man. And uh, yeah, I think that's everything. So we'll see you guys in the next episode. See ya.